Hey everyone, you're listening to Pistons and Prosecco, a podcast dedicated to showcasing awesome wedding vendors and providing a behind-the-scenes look at the wedding industry. I'm your host, Bryce Bjornsson, owner of Jack's 47 Mobile Bar. We create a better experience for your guests by serving delicious drinks on draft with style. Today, we have Maddie with Madison Krupp Photography. Maddie, thank you so much for joining me on Pistons and Prosecco. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It's so much uh, fun to connect with my wedding frienders. And Maddie, uh, I first met, where did we meet? <laughs> I'm trying to remember um, now. We met at that bridal show in Charleston. Yes, um, yeah, you came up to me and yeah, yeah, we were talking at the bridal show. So that was um, yeah. down in Charleston and you were, you didn't have your own booth. You were helping out that day, right? With some, for someone else? Yeah, so I um, I work with another photographer um, regularly here, and he needed somebody else to um, you know help promote the booth and take a stand. So I was working with him. Um, Charleston Photo Art is his name. He's great too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, I just I remember seeing your truck and thinking that it was very unique for the Charleston area. Um, <laughs> it sure is. Different. So I was like, I really want to find out find out more about this. <laughs> And then we we kind of uh, kept in touch and ended up doing a styled shoot together, which you'll see Maddie on my Instagram feed uh, at Jacks Forty Seven uh, Mobile Bars Instagram, and um, she's one of the she was one of the brides. But then we also did a styled shoot together down in Charleston at the uh, Charleston Woodlands. Is that the name of the the venue? Yeah, the Charleston Woodlands Nature Reserve. Yeah, Nature Reserve. Yeah, and that, those pictures were amazing um and you know that kind of brings me up to my i don't know just a point that i uh, like to bring up with people when i talk about photographers is that the style can is so different from photographer to photographer and it's not just the colors and the contrast but it's the the mood and the shots and you know i'm curious how would you describe your style if you were to say like you know if someone was like okay well yeah, what's your what's your style for weddings and elopements? What would you tell them? Yeah, um, I would definitely say, um, you know, and I know this word is a little bit overused in the photography community right now, but um, I try to be very authentic to my couples, meaning um, I have a lot of communication beforehand. You know, I want to know what they like to do on the weekends and just get an overall feel for the type of people that they are so that when I interact with them, I can direct them more so than being very posy. Um, and of course I'm posing people and, you know, moving arms and legs and things like that. But I would so much rather give them a direction of a way to interact with each other. Um, so it's gonna be, um, you know, a little bit more adventurous, a little bit more candid. Um, I do like to have a cinematic feel to my edits um, where I don't like to change colors and things too much to where it looks very unnatural, but it's sort of similar to um, a film look where, um, you know, I just want to add a little bit of that mood and post-processing while still staying true to the original feel. What do you mean by cinematic? What is that? Um, so I just, I like to incorporate um, tones that are going to be a little bit darker. Um, I don't like, you know, I don't want the whites to be super white or blown out or anything like mm -hmm. that. Um, I just like to keep the exposure very accurate. Um, to where you can still see details in the whites, um, things like that. Um, I like to keep it on the warmer side, warmer browns, milky whites, 
um, some forest tone greens, um, just keeping everything um, within that earth tone palette. Mm. Well, it's funny you say that because I see a lot of Charleston wedding photography, you know, in my feed and it's, it's all very bright and airy for the most part. Yes. And I think you kind of contrast that in a way, right? I mean, not, you know, it's still, I wouldn't say yours is dark, you know, like there's some photographers out there and I'm like, can you increase the brightness a little little bit? Like, it's like, I can't see their face, you know, but, um, but you, but yours is more, it's not the pastels and the, you know, it's not, cliche Charleston you know do you yeah do you agree with with that yeah definitely um that's definitely something that um I strive for is to offer something different for the area um a lot of it is very um you know it's more traditional it's more southern it's like you said pastels a lot of bright colors um and I just I don't know, as much as I really appreciate that and I appreciate staying true to color like that, I just love the art of incorporating more of that, um, you know, cinematic look, something that looks a little bit more um, like a film mm. photo. Mm, interesting. Um, and I think that I've actually um, received more inquiries because I'm offering something a little different for the area. Um, I've noticed that a lot of people that reach out to me will say, you know, I've been looking for somebody that has a different style and it's really hard to find in the Charleston area. Um, so I think that that has been something that has really helped me out a lot for sure. That's a really good point. You know, standing out in any saturated market is, can be so difficult if you try and fit in with everyone else. Yeah, because there's always going to be somebody that's better than you or somebody that's been doing it longer. Exactly. That, that reminds me of one of my favorite quotes, which is, uh, different is better than better yeah I so like, like if you're if you offer something different it's better than so, if you just are incrementally better than someone else right. in the field <laughs> you know like if everyone's making barbecue let's say and you're in the catering business like yeah. don't just do the same thing with the barbecue like do i don't know like make it spicy i don't you know what i mean like different is yeah. better than better that's how you stand yeah. out um and something else that I just thought of when you were talking about um, the more the darker, the moodier photos, um, I like to have a little bit of that feel, but I like everything to be properly exposed. So I don't want any mm. harsh shadows on. Um, skin tones are very important for me. So I don't want, you know, contrast is great, but I don't want any harsh shadows or things like that to where you can't see part of the photo, unless it's very intentional. But mm. I like to have it still be... Um, kind of in that middle ground to where it's, it's not super bright. It's not super dark. Um, yeah. Well, true def- the tone and um, yeah. That's definitely the trend right now. Uh, I follow that bit that really popular Instagram account. It's like oh, messy boots or me- sorry, dirty mess- boots and messy hair. Dirty yeah. boots, messy hair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> messy boots. That's funny. Um, and and I, uh, lately I've been seeing some pictures that are just really like, I'm like, I'm like, seriously, I like look on my phone to check the brightness because I'm like, it doesn't, it seems too dark. But, um, you know, I think that's maybe just uh, not, it's not a rebellion per se, but it's just kind (laughs) of like, I guess, in contrast to all the, the really bright traditional wedding photos, I guess, you know, and they're not, that's not a really a wedding uh, account. It's more like couple portraits, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
it's like an adventurous couple um, lifestyle and wedding page, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, I think you could get on there someday. My, um, the people who mentor me have been featured on there. Oh, very um, cool. Big fans of their work. Um, yeah. But um, Deirdre and John are two other photographers based here that um, I've taken mentorships with, and they've been a huge help along the way. Um, much more than I can say. But that brings me to something else that I just thought of. Um, I was talking to her about photo style because we do have um, a similar style. And, you know, I've learned a lot from her. And she said to me one day, you know, you're never going to be taking advantage by asking for more information because people are going to book us because we're us. And they're going to book you because they're you. And people are going to connect with us in different ways. So even though there might be a few people that you're similar with, you can always differentiate with your personality. Yeah, exactly. Clients, really. Yeah, even if the service is very similar, people will connect with different folks, right? Like I, I noticed that yeah. on, because I, I do a lot of online education and I've noticed um, like there's this one, online business guru you know well he's online he's a business guru but he's you know has online education options and Mm -hmm. he's always talking about chick-fil-a and how much he loves chick-fil-a and i'm like i don't like chick-fil-a like i don't (laughs) like fast food i don't you know like like there i just i felt a inner rebellion against his (laughs) love for chick-fil-a and it makes me not want to buy his products you know like i bought his book for 15 bucks but i'm like but i'm not paying you know 500 bucks for whatever and so if some business guru came along saying the exact same thing as him but was talking about farmers markets and organic food i would be like that's my guy yeah so i think the content can be the same but it's the context like who you're buying from matters these days you know we're not we're not shopping a wedding is not a a commodity shopping spree it's intentional vendor selection so you know if you can offer someone a different feel that that vibes with them more than the other person uh you know you can you can make it um as a Mm -hmm. wedding vendor you know that's something that i think uh, people need vendors need to realize is that you know even if someone's offering the exact same service your personality could sell compared to them you know yeah um like if someone came into the Asheville market with a mobile bar you know truck which that nobody has yet but uh if they did (laughs) some people might might talk to me and be like well that guy's you know full of himself or whatever but they might look at the other person (laughs) and be like oh I really like their modest you know humble self right and then they'll go with the other person even though I've established myself for you know years and done tons of weddings like that doesn't matter someone could easily come in and still compete with me because of my personality so Absolutely. I think that's something for everyone to remember out there is that you know there's there's hope <laughs> there's hope in a <laughs> there's hope in a crowded marketplace because differentiation is not that hard you just have to be willing to go out on a limb and be different you know which you've done and I love that and um, I'm really excited to do more styled shoots with you yeah, or down in Charleston or up here in Asheville and hopefully we can work a wedding together. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So Maddie, uh, one of the first questions I usually ask is what's your favorite drink? Because this, 
is this, it is called Pistons and Prosecco. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, just thinking about that right now, what are you, what are you sipping on these days in the hot uh, Charleston summer? <laughs> oh, it is very hot here. Um, but at the moment, actually, I live um, right down the road from a local brewery called Low Tide. Um, but I mean, beer is my jam. Beer is going to be my go-to drink. Um, mm. And I usually stick to something like a brown ale or a red ale. Um, mm. I've been really Even in the ale. summer? I've, I was just going to say, so I've been really loving Hefeweizens lately, though. Yeah. Really love those. It's, yeah. I, just, I just don't like anything super, super pale. Um, you, know, you mean pale like light? Lagers. Like pale milk and lagers, I like them. They're, they're all right. But I would rather have something with a little bit more body to it, I guess. Interesting. Well, you said you mentioned three styles that are totally different. Um, a, brown, a brown ale is going to be maltier and have those kind of, uh, you know, nutty flavors, you know, kind of maybe some bread, like those kind of uh, malty flavors. And then you mentioned the red ale, which is kind of like, yeah, red amber, you know, maybe that caramel sweetness light on the hop. And then Hefeweizen, which is, um, you know, obviously a light kind of effervescent wheat beer. <laughs> so um but you don't like so it sounds like you don't like ipas and really light beers is that kind of what i'm getting or yeah yeah um ipas have a time and place um i don't i don't <laughs> what is that time, time and place man? but <laughs> i feel like i just have to be i don't know I, I just have to be ready to go for an ipa because it's a little it is a lot more bitter um yeah. you know i want to make sure that maybe i'm not eating something super heavy too, just because I feel like it can really make me feel weighed down. Just, oh, interesting. Um, <laughs> well, have I you tried the New England style IPA? The what? Have you tried a New England style IPA? You know, I'm sure I have, but I'm actually, I'm not super familiar with different types of IPAs. Yeah, so typically that's gonna be um, lower in bitterness and heavier in like the tropical fruit flavors and aromas okay. and it's going to be a little cloudy uh so you'll see a hazy ipas you know as well but um, okay. that style kind of kind of blew up like three or four years ago i think and it was because so many people were making these really you know really heavy ipas really hoppy and new england style was like a nice uh alternative for people who didn't want all that bitterness but still appreciated the hops so yeah, okay. if, you, if you do see that around, check it out and let me know what you think. Yeah, I'll have to look out for that. Um, but, and one more yeah. thing, I, which I know it's not um, an alcoholic drink, but I love kombucha. I'm a big kombucha mm. fan, which I know is something that you offer sometimes. Yes. Yeah, we put kombucha on at one, one wedding so far. I always offer it, but I think people, you know... <sighs> Kombucha is not like a party drink. <laughs> right. No, definitely not. It's <laughs> like, I, I love it. I mean, I, I used to brew my own, like I'm a big fan, but you know, I think people are like, well, if we have non drinkers, they're not going to like go crazy on kombucha. Like right. they would, no one's going to have five kombuchas, but someone's yeah. going to have five beers. So yeah, absolutely. But I think offering it is a great, if you have like a good amount of people who don't drink, who are more like health conscious, Mm -hmm. um, I think having a kombucha as an option is a great idea to put on tap at yeah. your wedding. It's, something, it's still an interesting option for people that don't want to drink. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, great. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so, 
So Maddie, what do you, so how do you get started in the wedding business? How did you, uh, was it, you know, did it, were you doing other types of photography and that, and someone asked you to do a wedding or did you, you know, start in the wedding industry as a wedding photographer? So um, I started in the wedding industry because I received an inquiry for what um, at the time they had called an elopement, but was actually an intimate wedding. Um, but if it's okay with you, I can kind of just start at the beginning and then um, get into that. So you're, this is your, um, yeah, this is your, uh, <laughs> your interview. So, um, I mean, my interest in photography first started when I was about 15, 16. Um, I was going to a lot of concerts at the time and I just really wanted a camera with a zoom on it to be able to take concert photos. Um, didn't know anything about photography yet, but I just got a little point and shoot and I had a lot of fun with that. Um, and then once I entered college, I was a journalism major. So we had photography classes um, under that because we had to provide photos with our stories. Mm. Um, so I got my first DSLR and I learned how to shoot manually in college. Um, and from there, I um, lived with my sister at the time and she was always there to model for me. So I started um, photographing her. It was just as a side hobby. It was just something that I liked to do while I was in school for journalism. Um, and, you know, once I started photographing her a lot and kind of sharing more of that online, um, I started getting family inquiries and, um, you know, people for single portraits and started doing things like that. Um, and then um, once I, I'm originally from Pennsylvania. So once I moved to Charleston and I was photographing other people for about a year, um, I received my first inquiry for an elopement, um, which um, I was like, yeah, you know, absolutely. I would love to capture this for you. And she said, great, it's going to be 25 people at Magnolia Plantation. And I was like, okay, <laughs> so this is definitely an intimate wedding. But, yeah. um, and I was very upfront with her. You know, I told her, I said, this will be my first time doing a wedding. You know, I photographed couples before. Um, so I'm very familiar with that, but I'm just very face value. Um, you know, this is going to be my first one. And she was like, yes, absolutely. I love your work. I want you there. So um, I did my first intimate wedding and it was just, their family was so welcoming. Their connection was so beautiful. I and that's where I really loved, um, started to love the idea of intimate weddings and elopements because I got to see that small production and how much every single person was a part of the day. Um, and just how much, you know, everybody had their voice heard. It was less about, um, you know, going around and trying to make sure everybody is greeted and everybody's happy. And, you know, we got, we also got more time to um, sneak off with the couple and, you know, take a minute for themselves, do some portraits, they could have a breather. Um, it just, it freed up more time in the timeline for them to breathe and relax and enjoy the day, which is um, something that I just really connected with at first. Yeah. It, smaller wedding is a different wedding. <laughs> you yeah, know, I, that's what I've noticed because <laughs> we, we've done, we've done weddings around 200 people. We've done them around 75 or 80, but kind of the average before the pandemic was around like 125 for us. And yeah. At 125, like you don't know all those people well, you know, like <laughs> that might be your cousin's date. It might be your, you know, whatever, uh, like 
your football coach or I don't know, like it, it's just yeah. a wedding of a, of that number of 200 or so can involve a lot of random people. And what I noticed is that a lot of people would leave maybe after dinner, right. Or in toast, like they would kind of, once the dancing started or whatever, people, a lot of people would head out, but with these 50 person weddings, well, let me back up. So what a 125 wedding would it maybe end up at like 75 or 60, like doing the party that, you know, like be mm-hmm. having yeah. the dancing and the drinking <laughs> and all that. But when you go down to like 50 or so, I've noticed that nobody leaves because it's all mm-hmm. family and wedding party and like the closest of friends. So yeah. it's, it's kind of, a, it's interesting because at first I thought, you know, all oh, these smaller weddings, like they're going to shrink because people are going to leave. And then I did one <laughs> and I was like, oh no, it's actually really nice because no one leaves because it's the core group. Like it is the group that is there for you and wants to stay and hang out. So, yeah, um, so I'm, yeah, I was a little worried at first, but now I'm like, okay, you know, we, small weddings can be, can be fun too. Um, yeah. One thing that, you know, I just want to shout out about right now, take the opportunity to do so is that when you do have a smaller wedding, make sure you, figure out the space that you're celebrating in so that it doesn't feel too open and empty. So, yeah, you know, like at certain venues that are, that are capacity at 300 and you have 50, like you need to <laughs> do some work <laughs> to make sure that space doesn't feel empty um, just for your, your guest's sake, you know, and to have that kind of, you know, it's going to be intimate, but make it feel intimate, you know? Um, right. It, you know, it's like if you go to a big beer hall and you're like the last ones there and it's only two of you, you're like, it feels kind of awkward. You know, it's that similar right. similar yeah. thing. Like you you want that space to cater to to the event. So I think just a you know, little tip out there for all the couples, if you're getting married at a big venue, but your guest count is drastically reduced, you know, put some uh, wall separator or room separators up or, you know, furniture so that you can kind of like, make it cozy and nice that's just one little yeah. one little tip i have yeah. um so when when was that when did you start doing was this two years ago five years ago a year ago this was um two years ago now yeah okay. and, two years ago. and you have you done more like elopements small weddings than you have bigger weddings like what's the what's the breakdown for you so um yeah i've done more intimate weddings and elopements than larger weddings um so I am in, um, you know, my second year of being in the wedding industry. So I am, um, you know, I definitely have experience and I've been at this for a long time, but the wedding industry is still, um, you know, something that I'm just entering my second year in. But I do also regularly work for um, a man named Dennis with Charleston Photo Art. And um, it's just, it's a great way to, you know, fill in more space during the week. It's a great way to work with other people and just... Um, you know, see how other, another photographer interacts with people as well. Um, mm, yeah. But I assist a lot of large weddings with him. Okay. So, um, so you have done some of those with him. Yeah. Yeah. I've done a lot of those with him. So it's nice to get um, both of those experiences at the same time. Yeah. Well, you mentioned, you know, second year in the wedding industry. What are your thoughts so far on this <laughs> industry and how it operates? Yeah. Um, well, so I remember when I first started in Charleston and I had a couple people say, oh, well, Charleston's a very saturated wedding market. You know, there are a lot of photographers in Charleston and there are, 
definitely are. It's definitely very saturated. And that's something that at first made me a little bit nervous, but it's also a destination. And there are so many weddings here. There are so many people traveling here that I really feel like if, you know, you have a solid foundation for your business, there's enough business to go around. Yeah. Um, well, as, and, we, as we talked about, yeah, if you can differentiate, you can get some, you can get some clients. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, I, so I feel like I have one, um, kind of opinion here. <laughs> yeah. Lay it on so, yeah. Um, I feel like one thing that I've noticed is that a lot of the wedding industry is catered solely to the bride, not solely to the bride, but more it's marked marketing is focused more towards the bride um, when I think it should really be inclusive of, of both parts of the couple. Um, um, you know, there are guides for the bride on how to change her appearance for the wedding day. Mm-hmm. People literally send out guides, you know, eyelash extensions, hair extensions, tans, like everything. And I just really don't resonate with the fact that, of course, you know, of course you want to look your best, of course, but I just don't resonate with the fact that you need to completely change Mm. everything about yourself for that day. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this, you've been with this person, they know, they know you, Um, you know, if you don't lose that extra five to 10 pounds or you get a big zit on your face, it's going to be okay. (laughs) Your your marriage is still going to be fantastic. Like there's just it's definitely an important day, but, um, just putting so much pressure on that one day to be so perfect, I think is a little bit, um, unrealistic. Maybe. It is interesting. You say that because yes, some, sometimes I've seen like before and after pictures, you know, on makeup artists, Instagrams. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a, that's a new person. (laughs) That's a different face. (laughs) Like, you know, I, you know, there's an art of that too. And that's, they can work magic. You know, the, the, the makeup, makeup artists and hair, you know, they can work some magic, but sometimes I'm like, I, that doesn't look like the same person. And and not that I don't appreciate that talent because I absolutely do. And I think it's fascinating. Um, just, just making sure that you're staying true to who you really are during Mm. the day. Well, it's like when you, when Leah did your makeup at the styled shoot, like you look like you still. She did so good. I loved her makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like you're, you know, I'm, we're on a web webcam, uh, you know, zoom call right now so I can see you and you're not, (laughs) you're just as you are. It's eight 30 in the morning or nine o'clock, you know, and you look like you did in that, but I, I mean, obviously you have makeup on there, but you know what I mean? Like she, Leah yeah. does a really good job and she's on this on the podcast uh earlier in, in this year of really just kind of like enhan- like complementing the beauty I think natural beauty with makeup rather than just like covering up or transforming which yeah you know yeah. it's fine maybe some people want that I'm not bashing that it's just something to consider no, you know of course not. Yeah. when you're looking for makeup artists and and thinking about that um but it's but it's also in- interesting that you bring up the point of the you know the bride and I mean that we could go on about you know the the straight white hetero norm that is most of the wedding industry mm-hmm. um and it's just it's i've i've had to catch myself i remember at one 
wedding festival, you know, I was like talking to a gay couple and I was like, hey, I mentioned the term his and hers signature cocktail. And oh, yeah. I'm like, I caught myself. I'm like, I mean, her and hers, you know, like it was just something that I had. It was, you know, I was barely in business for like six months and yeah. I just didn't think about it. And I'm trying to be much more sensitive to that now. Uh, and, you know, just, just the fact that not everyone is the, the atypical couple that you used to see on magazines and websites and Instagrams, you know, I think, um, in, in these recent months, all those publications have, or not all of them, sorry, some or most have done a better job of being inclusive of different types of couples because Mm -hmm. there's people out there that don't, a lot of people out there don't fit that mold. And so when they see that, they're like, Oh, that's, that's not me. I don't feel comfortable. Um, I don't, I don't feel represented. So yeah, like I don't want to give my business to this person. Yeah. And that, and that, yeah. that was a wake up call for me too. Cause I'm scrolling on my Instagram and I'm like, mine is very uh, <laughs> homogenous. You know, it's the same, it's just the same kind of, kind of look. And so that, that question that put me in my own hot seat <laughs> to, <laughs> to think more about how I could be more inclusive and, yeah. uh, and a lot of people are, you know, there's all this stuff about, you know, uh, doing it for money and all that. I'm like, no, like I, I truly want people to feel comfortable reaching out to me, not for the money sake, but for the humanity's sake. Like I don't, yes. I would hate to, I would hate to, to put off a vibe that has someone thinking, oh, I don't feel comfortable reaching out to them. Like that's not the way I want to conduct my business, you know. But it, yeah. but that's kind of how it was being conducted in a very, you know. Uh, yeah god I'm, I'm getting frustrated just thinking about it right now yeah, so no. we all we all still have work to do go go ahead yeah but no i just feel like incorporating that humanity aspect into your business is such a huge way to um just connect with new people and just to make even the clients that you already have just more appreciative and feel like they actually know a little bit more about you um yeah yeah, exactly. Just, you know, showing things about your personal life too, which is something that I noticed that I wasn't really doing. Um, hmm. And something that I was talking to my mentor about. And um, she said, you know, share something about yourself at least once a month, at least. Um, and just make sure that while you're having your business presence on there, put a little bit of yourself on there too, because you're going to be way more relatable to people and people are going to connect with that and want to reach out to you a lot more than somebody who's just putting up work, 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 work. And of course it's about work, but it's, you also, as an entrepreneur, you started this business because you're passionate about it. You could have started any type of business that you wanted to, but you know, we chose this industry for a reason and reminding people of why we connect with it, I think is really important too. Yeah. And it's funny you bring that up because I'm always, trying to balance that out as well because i see i see some instagram accounts where it's like it's all personal you know it's like that i mean it's obviously their business their feed is 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 good and refined but then their stories are like you know their their private non-work related trips to Europe or something. And I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. care about your yeah. vacation. And uh, yeah. there's one, my friend, the reason I'm saying that is because I have a friend who did that. And I was just like, what are you doing? And yeah. you know, I love, I love her, but I was just curious. I'm like, how, where is that balance? Where does it lie? You know? And I, I've, yeah. 
I've tried to be a little, I wouldn't say I'm vulnerable on, on Instagram. I just don't feel it. That's my place. Um, but I have tried to incorporate, you know, maybe like about lady, you know, my dog, like I'll put a little post of, of her up, but I'll always tie it in. I'm always like, we're dog friendly. You know, like I had a, yeah. <laughs> a client bring their golden retriever to, uh, one of my, the signature cocktail tasting, um, the other weekend. And anyway, so it's kind of, you know, it was like related to, to that. Yeah. But I've never I like, difference between I don't know. How far do you go? Yeah. What do you, what do you, where's the, where do you think that, um, that line is? Um, I mean, I think maybe if you have something in your personal life, that's really exciting or, um, you know, this just reminds me at the end of September, I'm going to be going on a uh, retreat in California. Um, but maybe sharing just a short story of, um, you know, it's just something about that that you really want to highlight. And I'm not, every, I'm not saying to just accentuate all the great things because we all know that, you know, Instagram can be a highlight reel of everybody's lives, but yeah. just maybe not just ranting on about it and just putting a little bit of it out there saying, Hey, this is me. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm connecting with. And just leave it at that. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I think everyone will, will, <laughs> will find, yeah. Figure out their balance. Yeah. Uh, I just think, yeah. Incorporating enough business and sprinkling some personal in there seems to be the best, best way. As you said, your, your mentor said once a month, you know, really throw it out there, the personal side. Yeah. Um, so Maddie, you know, you've been doing this for, you know, a couple of years. What's your biggest challenge in the wedding industry or dealing with, you know, um, other vendors or clients or whatever, you know, what's your, what's your biggest challenge? Yeah. Um, I feel like, so I feel like, and, and this doesn't really apply so much anymore, but I think it's really important for anybody who might be starting out, especially in the photo industry, because I think it's something that I really struggled with in the beginning is just setting personal boundaries for yourself. Um, so, you know, being an entrepreneur and working from home, setting a schedule for yourself to work from home. Um, that way, because when you have your workspace inside your personal space, it's easy for those two to mix. Um, but you know, now I will set hours for myself for the week and say, these are my work hours. This is my personal time. And it's so easy when you're on personal time and it's your business. If you get an email come through at 11 o'clock at night, Oh, I want, I want to get back to this right away. And a lot of times I do. And I think that that's important too, obviously quick communication. Um, mm -hmm. but just, you know, creating boundaries, boundaries for yourself as well. Um, and, um, as far as people in the beginning asking for um, free photos or a discounted photos, or, you know, we're going to give you some great exposure. And I'm not saying that in the very <laughs> beginning, maybe you shouldn't do some free work for your portfolio because that's in and of itself very important. But, um, you know, I feel like when you're first starting out, there's that imposter syndrome of, you know, do I belong here? And mm -hmm. of course, you do. of course you do. But, um, well, not everyone. Not everyone belongs. Not everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had to throw that in there. No, you're good. Not everyone's um, cut out to be a wedding vendor. You no, know. definitely not. Um, but yeah, sorry, go on. But sorry for being able to say, you know, hey, this is my price. This is what it costs me every month. You know, it's not just showing up and taking photos for free. It's buying, 
hard drives. It's buying memory cards. It's mm-hmm. storage, storing them online as an extra backup. Like there are a lot of expenses that go into shooting something to where it can be easy for people to think that, you know, you're just going and taking some pictures. Mm. Yeah. I, it's just setting your self-worth. Totally. I, I agree. I wouldn't, I personally don't ever bring up my expenses with clients. Like if they try and, di- if they try and say like, you know, oh, we, we can only afford this or whatever that. I'm like, well, I pay, you know, X amount oh, yeah, for rent. And sh- and I'm not, I'm not saying <laughs> you do, but I'm saying I, because at the, at the end of the day, everyone just cares about themselves. That's what I've come to learn. Like we don't care about others troubles really in the end. We, once we go to bed, all we're thinking about is our own issues. And yeah. when you start to try to impose like your situation on someone else, it just doesn't, it never ends well, you know? Um, And so I always try and sell, you know, just sell the value. I'm like, Hey, look, you know, you can, you can either hire, you know, some rando for a couple hundred bucks on, on one of those platform sites and you don't know who's going to show up, Mm -hmm. you know, and you can go haul kegs and find cups and have ice melt in your car on the way to the venue. Like you could do it, you could DIY, you know, and some people do it, can do it, but I'm like, but I'll take care of everything. Right. And I will send you pictures of our bartenders and, you know, we will guarantee that they will be friendly and professional. Right. And so like, I try and build that value when I'm dealing with people who are thinking about, you know, or or really trying to like, uh, cost, not cost cut me, but, um, you know, ask for, for -hmm. price reductions. Uh, but, but you mentioned the, you know, having to get started. Right. And so where do you, where do you start? And that's where I think styled shoots come in, Mm -hmm. you know, like I, that's what I did when I, uh, you know, it was one of my friends, actually, she introduced me to a venue and, you know, incorporated me in the truck as part of the styled shoot. And I developed a great relationship with that venue and have booked, you know, five to 10 weddings. I can't remember exactly, but it was like, definitely more than five weddings at that venue. Okay. Uh, and I made connections with ph- great photographers like Sheila, which who, yeah. who, you, you know. Um, and yeah. so I, I think, I think we all have to do some legwork and sweat equity as wedding vendors, mm-hmm. but it shouldn't be just for free portraits. You know what I mean? Like, right. I think it should be for free for styled shoots, which you don't get paid for, but you develop relationships. You're at a you're at a venue probably that you want to work at or can work at, right? But when someone's like, "Oh no, come take family portraits in our backyard," and you know, I'll give you, you know, fifty bucks or whatever, it's like, no, that yeah. doesn't that doesn't lead to anything better. You know, that doesn't create equity in anything, and it doesn't really help you in the end. Um, and then if they do like their photos and they refer you to people to other people, they're probably going to refer you to other people who just want to pay fifty bucks. And you'll right. be, yeah. you know, and you'll be working yeah. for five, you know, 10 cents a, an hour at that point. Absolutely. <laughs> like, and that's not fair to clients either. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's something that I think other, you know, everyone has to realize both vendors and clients is that there's a lot of behind the scenes work with all these different vendors, right? Like mm-hmm. an officiant doesn't just show up and read a template. Well, some do, but <laughs> shouldn't show up and read a templated, you know, letter, right? That's not just what they do. They get to know the couples. They, you know, take time to think about what they want to say to the group, right? And how they want to uh, present that, that couple's story, right? That there's work involved. 
um, photographers. You don't just come and, sh and take pictures. You are, you know, maintain buying and maintaining equipment. You are editing, you are going to workshops and retreats and all this stuff to better yourself. Um, and I, I just think that, you know, as I said, both, both clients, you know, people who are getting married need to realize that and also vendors, because I think a lot of yeah. vendors will be like, Oh, I'll do this. I'll do this for X amount of dollars, but they don't realize how much they're going to work. And so they end up working for, as I said, 10 cents an hour or $3 right, an hour. Yeah. When you break down that cost of business. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, I say, I say this a lot and I'm not afraid to say it again. Weddings cost money. If you want professionals, you're looking at thousands of dollars for a wedding, if not tens of thousands of dollars. Like that's what a wedding costs when you're hiring professional vendors like yourself and like myself. Right. So, whew, all right. I'm yeah. going to hop off my little <laughs> soapbox. <laughs> Lord. Um, but, okay, so the original question was, <laughs> what is your challenge? You know, what's your biggest challenge? And... I'm I'm so oh. sorry. Now I'm like, what? No, you're did fine. You, um, did I let you answer that? Uh, I mean, you no, say that. I feel you, like you talked a little about imposter syndrome and and kind of just getting started, but you know, yeah. what else is there for you? In this um, yeah. So I feel like that was um, my, definitely my biggest challenge getting started and something that um, I felt was really important. But I think um, for right now, what my biggest challenge would be is um, as a photographer. You know, I feel like you're almost expected to be creative and on 100% of the time, or you, you feel like that. Um, and just realizing that, you know, taking a step, a step back and taking time for your personal life and just really existing and kind of meditating on yourself and really, you know, reaching your highest self will really make your work so much better. Um, what, so what do you and mean by that? that being, what'd you say? What do you mean by being on all the time? What is that? So, I mean, I, I feel like social media is a big one. Um, oh. I feel like, you know, there's a constant pressure to be constantly putting out new content daily. Um, and while absolutely that's very important, um, I think just taking a step to remind yourself why you're doing what you're doing. Um, mm. And I, yeah, I mean, I just think that that really helps channel your creative energies and feeling like, so I have a lot of styled shoots going on at the moment. Um, so much fun. I absolutely love it. Um, and I feel like I'm trying to think of how to best say this here. <laughs> um, so I feel like I'm rambling a little bit, no, but no. just feeling the need like that you always need to say something interesting. You always need to be creating something that's genius. You, it's okay to take take a day, take a step back and think about it. Um, and right. I feel like that's also something that I incorporate with my shoots. Um, you know, when you show up, take a minute and, you know, ask, take five minutes to settle in with that couple first. Ask them questions about um, their external lives. See how they move with each other. Um, and by creating that connection ahead of time, the shoot is going to flow so much better. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. It's, it's, yeah, it's very hard. I think in the wedding industry to, to temper yourself because of the impact social media has. Yeah. Um, and you feel like you, you just, you just feel constant pressure to be putting out 
Yeah. Well, that's why I schedule all my stuff. (laughs) I I sit down for a day and I just do, I I break it all down. I do like three weeks at a time of posts. Um, Otherwise you feel it's easy to feel like you have to post manually every day or every other day. And it just becomes a a chore. Whereas if I get in a creative groove, I just do it all at once. But of course I still want to check and see how many likes I got, you know, like I, I'm very (laughs) self-conscious of that. And uh, obviously, I want to reply to comments, and I, I, I almost use Instagram more as a networking uh, platform than a social media platform. So, yeah. you know, messaging venues on there, uh, taking messages from, you know, potential uh, clients, uh, just interacting with other other frienders like you. You know, mm-hmm. I use it more as a messaging and networking. Um, but but it is great to have that. It's like a portfolio, right, for any business. It's like, yeah. what, is it, what does it look like to work with you? Check out someone's Instagram. Um, yeah, absolutely. And that's a tip for all those wedding vendors out there. They're just starting <laughs> like get the, another reason why I highly recommend styled shoes is because you get those professional photos that you can use in your feed, right? Um, I, see, I see some wedding vendors start out and I'm looking at their photos. I'm like, this is the blurriest photo I've ever seen. Like that is, yeah. you need, take it off, delete it. Um, you know, if you want to, if you want to expect to get paid, you better look professional and your little iPhone, you know, photos from three years ago are not cutting it. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. I feel like, yeah. I, get, I feel like I get meaner on every podcast, <laughs> but I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's mean. Like I really, I, I'm just, you know, I'm kind of more of a tough love kind of. Yeah. And I know it's I to, real. It's honest. That's, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad you do. I used to give un- unsolicited advice to other vendors and, no, and, I, was, and I realized like they do not want to hear my bullshit. They just don't care. I'm like, I got to charge for it and then they'll listen. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so but no, that actually makes me think of something. Um, mm-hmm. But just realizing that you don't have to, um, well, first of all, just realizing post what you want to shoot. Um, mm which would be some mm-hmm. advice for photographers who are looking to build a more consistent feed or a more consistent brand is, you know, it's great that you might be taking pictures of your neighbor's baby and you're getting paid for it. Absolutely. But when, if you want to truly market yourself as, so I'll just take myself as an intimate wedding and elopement photographer, find a couple, find a dress, a location, grab a bottle of champagne. It could be a small, production that you put on yourself, but shoot things that are what you want your ideal client to be. And that's what you will attract. Mm, yeah. Um, great. Yeah. Great point. Um, and that kind of circles back to the, the idea of working with those that value your work, right. Is like do work, work with the people you want to showcase the work you want to be doing. Right. It's kind of, yeah. um, those are kind of two things uh yeah they work together um well so maddie you know we talk about a little bit about the challenges in this industry and and such um what's your favorite part of the process or your business um oh gosh the favorite part of my business um well i love that um I really love my focus on um, more intimate weddings and elopements, which I guess we already kind of touched on. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, one thing that really stood out to me was a wedding that I just did in April. Um, it was originally supposed to be a 150 people 
they ended up downsizing to um, around 50. And they, rather than having a huge wedding, they were able to downsize to a four course meal. Um, you know, every voice was heard at that table. Everybody went around the dinner table and said something about the couple. It was very interactive. Um, but just really being able to hone in on the more intimate wedding and elopement side of that is very important to me. Um, but another favorite part of my business with is, um, honestly, is going to be the color palette that I use, just keeping, mm. um, keeping a lot of those earth tones, um, you know, wood, stone. It's very grounding. Um, yes, I noticed that. Color theory. Um, I like to use those tones because of the emotion that it can evoke. Um, you know, comfortability, sustainability, growth, um, just a, gr a very grounding nature. Um, and um, just really making sure that that experience with your clients is something that they're actually enjoying. Um, because I feel like when people look back at your photos, a lot of how much they connect with those is how much fun they had during the time you were taking those. Oh, so you guys yeah. went out and you had an absolutely great shoot. You had a great time together. They're so much more likely to connect with those photos than um, going out and, you know, it being awkward or just feeling like you're going through the motions. Yeah. Um, because so, yeah. Cause so, when they look back at those photos, they'll remember how they were feeling. Totally. Yeah. We're not yeah like, Oh, the good. person told us to stand here and put my arm here and smile. And, um, yeah. But yeah. So just my favorite thing um, one of my favorite things about my business is just the way that I communicate with my clients and just try to let them have a really great and interactive experience with each other and with me, um, but just making it actually enjoyable for them. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Especially with the, I feel like the guys never want to go <laughs> take photos, but <laughs> you know, the bet, the most rewarding thing for me is at the end of the shoot, if the guy says, you know, I actually had some fun. I'm like, all right, great. That means it was all right. <laughs> nice, nice. And of course, but like, you know, it just, it's a lot harder to get them to connect with it. I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, um, well, I think, yeah, I think that uh, it's funny you mentioned the, the connection and the fun and all that because, you know, at first uh, I wasn't doing tastings. I was just, you know, I was booking the truck out. Um, and then I thought, oh, it might be fun to, you know, sit down and go over some styles and, interact with them. And I realized that's one of my favorite parts of the business now is those client interactions. Uh, yeah. because, because sometimes I'll show up to wedding to a wedding. And if like the father or the bride hired me, uh, I might not even meet the couple, you know, if they're like 23, 24 and they're just like, it's, it's and it's a big wedding. They may yeah. never come to the bar and I might never meet them. And yeah. I always see on Instagram, these photographers that are getting like handwritten notes, <laughs> like, yeah. thank you notes. and I'm like, I want a note, like, I want to be thanked, you know, but, and that's just my ego, you know, saying that, um, I don't really need that. Don't, you know, uh, yeah, no, but, yeah. but, I, but I guess what it's, it's indicative of a great relationship they had with that vendor. And I'm trying more and more to, to build that just for the sake of, you know, uh, for having that relationship and that connection, you know, I think it's really fun. And as I mentioned, I had those tastings, I had two tastings, um, uh, the other, the other week and it was just great to sit down in my, you know, I built this little tasting room out and we're just hanging out and drinking cocktails. Uh, well they are, you know, and, uh, I just love that, you know, you learn more about the couple and it's just a better experience and I feel more connected to that, that couple when, 
I get yeah. that interaction. So, so yeah, and yeah. it fuels that creative energy for your next client too. Ex- exactly. Um, so Maddie, let's shift a little bit away from weddings and okay. talk about Charleston. Uh, I love Charleston. Yeah. It's It's got a great uh, festive, fun vibe, you know, Asheville mm-hmm. is more laid back mountain, you know, outdoorsy and Charleston is like, party and dance (laughs) 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 and uh you know very different vibes in my opinion um what do you what do you love most about where you live which is currently charleston um well i mean i feel like this is kind of an obvious answer but i'm a huge ocean lover i love the water um and just having access to something like that to um First of all, I mean, to be able to use for photography is really great. Um, mm-hmm. But just to have somewhere like that to go to both recharge and decharge, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah. But it's just something that's very grounding and inspiring to me. And that makes me love it even more when I can take clients to, you know, go photograph on the beach. And it just, it makes everybody happy. Um, yeah. It really does. Um, I Do you have a favorite that, be- um, beach down there? Folly Beach is definitely my favorite. Mm. Um, I feel like it is the one place in Charleston that has a little bit of a different vibe to it. Um, I really, really love it here. I do feel like a lot of Charleston kind of puts off the same vibe, um, mm-hmm. no matter which part of Charleston that you're in. Um, you know, it's all um, based around a lot of Southern tradition. When I really love that. Um mm-hmm. But I feel like Folly has a little bit, well, it definitely has more of a laid back vibe to it. It's very laid back. It's pretty um, bohemian d- out down there, wouldn't you yeah. say? Like it's just, yeah. it's not the, it's not the pastel uh, polos and yes. cigars <laughs> and, you know, the downtown Charleston has a bit. Or, yeah. yeah. You, I feel like you get more of that outdoorsy crowd mm-hmm. near Folly. Yeah. Well, I liked, um, I really liked where we hung out, which was, was it West Ashley? It was, yeah. Um, Avondale in West Ashley. Avondale. Yeah. That was, a, we, yeah. we did, went to a couple of different places there and I really liked that vibe because it, it had, it still had that kind of Charleston or kind of, you know, hip, but it wasn't the downtown, but it wasn't the super laid back bohemian. Like that's, you know, I struggle with Asheville sometimes because I'm like, stop being so laid back. I'm like, come on, yeah. pick up the things. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, um, so I kind of need or something I feel like in the, the opposite sometimes. Ex- like, okay, exactly. this is very, very. See, I don't um, think I could, yeah, I don't think I could be, full, like, I full to be a little there. bit more laid back, but. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's cool. I'm glad. I'm glad we got to hang down there. I uh, I will be down there in December to do the big fake wedding show. And we also have a wedding down there, um, actually indoors. So we won't be bringing the truck, but we'll be bringing our, one of our standalone mobile bars. And I hope we can, uh, you know, hang out then, maybe do a styled shoot um, yeah. at, a, at a different venue, at a new venue. That would be cool. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, Maddie, we're coming up on an hour, so I just want to wrap up with a couple couple more questions. Um, okay. Going back to the weddings, mm-hmm. what advice do you have for couples, whether it's related to you know the current state of affairs or just kind of in general? Um, you know, you've done you've interacted with a lot of couples. What advice would you give? Um, my biggest advice for um, couples getting married is just to um, 
you know, really uh, honor everybody else's opinion. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of people such as your family, your close family, maybe, um, you know, a group that you're a part of will have a lot of opinions about the way that you should conduct your day. Um, for example, um, and this is just completely objective, but I grew up in a very traditional family and um, I'm not the type of person to plan out my wedding before it happens. Um, <laughs> I'm very much the opposite. But, um, you know, I had a question from my mom one time. Oh, what do you mean you might not get married in the church? Like, well, if that's not what I connect with, I'm not, you know, that's not what I'm going to do. And I think just mm -hmm. realizing that there are so many different ways to conduct your day um, is huge. And, you know, you can always conduct your ceremony the way that you want. Say you want to take a hike that's two and a half miles. It might be a little bit strenuous for grandma, for mom, um, but you're <laughs> really, really set on wanting to do that. Go for it and then have a reception that is very inclusive to everybody. Like there are several different ways that you can conduct your day. Um, and just really remembering that would be my biggest piece of advice. Totally. Yeah. And I, that's, a, that's a good point. I think that it's easy to get swept up in other people's opinions, but yeah, as you said, in, in the end, it's, it is your day and there are so many creative things you can do, you know, I mean, just looking back at the office <laughs> when Jim and Pam <laughs> run away and get married on a yeah, boat <laughs> under Niagara Falls, like that's different. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think <laughs> it's so funny. I'm re referencing the office, um, but a lot of the office. But yeah, yeah. But I think you know, there's there's also some cool things you can do where you get married. You know, have the ceremony as I, as you said, maybe up on a big hike or in the mountains, whatever. But then you come down and you have a party, a reception. Yeah. You know, with with no yeah. ceremony, <laughs> like you just, and that's what people do. They traditionally right. do that at. Um, pretty place which is actually on the board right past the border of North Carolina so it's in South Carolina uh, okay. YMCA pretty place and then they'll drive down to a venue like Haiku I do and they'll have mm -hmm. an awesome uh, reception with their you know maybe yeah. more people or maybe just all of the all the people so yeah. you know I think <laughs> and that's it's not a, by any means saying that you need to rebel or anything like that it's yeah, just yeah. If you don't feel connected with the opinions that people are throwing at you that's okay too yeah I agree well, what do you have an extra time in your timeline to have breathers? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So Maddie, do you have anything in the works for the future in regards to your photography business or, you know, just in general? Yeah. Um, so I am, um, at the end of, it was actually originally supposed to be in April, but it got rescheduled due to COVID. But at the end of September, I'm going on a retreat that I'm really excited about. Um, so it's a wellness retreat, but it's also based around entrepreneurs and I'm going to have some photography opportunities there. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to be doing some style shoots in Joshua Tree National Park, which I'm very, very excited about. Um, and I'm just, I'm really excited to gain some new content in an area that's new for me, mm -hmm. um, just to um, make more connections there, get some ideas of some new places that I can shoot and um, the retreat leader is very active in um, elopements in Iceland, um, some international places to elope. And I'm really going to get to connect with her, learn more about that, um, and just really work on the travel side a lot more. 
for me. That's, so I'm very excited about that. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait to see those pictures. It's going to be so, so good. Yeah. And we're having headshots done in the park. Um, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of different things. Um, a business coach, we're going to, you know, have yoga twice a day. We're going to be meditating. We are going to be doing all the great things. There's going to be a chef there that's going to be making healthy food. Um, and wow. I'm just really excited that it's going to be business and wellness related together. Um, and the group of people is going to be really awesome. And I think I'm going to get to make some new connections through that. So. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, are there any spots open? I'd, I want to go. <laughs> there are actually, yes. <laughs> there are two left, I think. I can bring my uh, Canon Rebel. I'll, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, which is yeah. a good camera. I have a T6i or something. Like it's a good okay. solid yeah. camera. You can take a great photo with that, yeah. But I'm no wedding photographer. Nope, <laughs> not me. Uh, you know how to use it? That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, thank you so much for, for joining me on Pistons and Prosecco. Is there anything else that we missed that you want to share with our listeners? Um, I'm, I'm trying to think, but I feel like we really, um, I feel, yeah. I mean, I feel like we. Any crazy wedding stories? Up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. So actually, um, it was from this past Saturday, actually, um, this couple had their very first kiss at their wedding on Saturday. What? Yes. Their first, they had never kissed before. Very, uh, <laughs> what? are you kidding me? Yeah. The dad was the pastor, married them there. And it was literally their first kiss. They had been together for three years. And I was like, oh my gosh, wow. I have never seen this before. What? What religion is that? Yeah, um, they were Baptist. I'm say yes, yes, yes. Is that tradition? I've never heard of I, not kissing. I haven't. Me neither. I've heard um, of other things doing. Yeah, doing right. Other things. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that that was still tradition today. Um, but that was one thing that I had certainly never seen before. <laughs> that you just blew my mind. Oh, you know it was little... so funny though. Cause it, the first one, it was a little peck, you know, it was a little two second peck. But then after that, he really grabbed her face and started kissing her. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like got into it. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. been three years of tension. So, oh I know. So yeah, that was very, very interesting <laughs> for sure. Well, that is a, that's a Pistons and Prosecco, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's one. That's yeah, one we haven't heard on here. That. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's unique. Oh, well, yeah. I think we're gonna have to leave on that high note, Maddie. Yeah, for sure. Thank, thank you so much for joining me. Always a pleasure chatting with you, and look forward to working with you again. Soon. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very excited. Thank you so much for having me again. <laughs> <laughs>